Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that replays the home runs of history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about a breakthrough addition to the Sporting Goods catalog, a protective face mask that turned out to be a game changer for baseball catchers. The day was April 12th, 1877. Harvard student James Ting became the first known baseball player to wear a catcher's mask. The new headgear was based on a design by Harvard team captain Frederick Thayer. It was made from a modified fencing mask and was meant to enable the catcher to get closer to the plate without fear of being injured by a ball or a bat. Despite that obvious benefit, Thayer's invention proved a tough sell as most baseball players and fans considered it unmanly to wear protective gear. Baseball catchers had a rough time during the early years of their sport. Their position behind home plate put them directly in the line of fire during batting. Any foul ball or bad bounce was another potential bruise, a reality made more painful by the player's aversion to wearing protection. In those days, the only gear a catcher used was a rubber mouth guard, similar to that of a boxer. There was no mask, no chest guard, no shin guards, not even a glove. That reckless style of play led to frequent injuries, and as a result, the career of the average catcher was only three or four seasons. In the late 1860s, the rising popularity of the curveball made the catcher's job even more dangerous. Catchers were used to standing several feet behind the plate, but with a curveball, they had to come in much closer to make the catch, greatly increasing their odds of being struck. The change didn't go over well with some players, which is why the Harvard team of 1877 had such a hard time finding a catcher. 
The Crimson, as the team was called, actually started preseason training that year without a catcher. Team captain and third baseman Fred Thayer tried to fill the gap by moving in James Ting from the outfield, but Ting wasn't having it. He knew he was liable to get his nose broken or his teeth shattered playing catcher in the age of the curveball, and Thayer knew it too. The team captain came across a possible solution while walking across campus one day. He noticed that members of the fencing team were carrying face masks on their way to practice, and he wondered if something similar could work in baseball. Thayer got his hands on one of the masks and took it to a local tinsmith in Cambridge. They worked together on the design, making changes where needed to meet the needs of the sport. For example, the fine wire mesh of the fencing mask was too dense for baseball, as catchers needed to see everything on the field, not just directly in front of them. The solution was to replace the mesh with a series of intersecting metal bars that were wide enough apart to see through, yet narrow enough to stop a baseball. Thayer and the tinsmith also added a forehead pad and a chin rest to help absorb the impact of a ball. Thayer convinced Ting to try out the finished mask during practice, and when it proved effective, he agreed to be the team's new catcher. On April 12, 1877, Ting wore the mask during a game in Lynn, Massachusetts. It was a cold, windy day, but roughly 3,000 people turned out to watch the match. It wasn't a very good one, though, ending with a score of Harvard 11, Lynn 3. The main highlight was a strong showing from James Ting. He scored two runs, and more impressively, he made just two errors behind the plate, which was remarkably low for the era. The Harvard Crimson newspaper was completely won over by the catcher's mask, writing, quote, The new mask proved a complete success since it entirely protected face and head and added greatly to the confidence of the catcher, who need not feel that he is every moment in danger of lifelong injury. To the ingenious inventor of this mask, we are largely indebted for the excellent playing of our new catcher, who promised to excel the fine playing of those who have previously held his position. But praise for the mask was not universal. The opposing team complained the mask had given Harvard an unfair advantage, and when the press learned of the new device, it was largely dismissed as cowardly. One alarmist critic leaned heavily on hyperbole, writing, quote, We shall probably soon behold the spectacle of a player sculling around the bases with a stove funnel on his legs and boiler iron riveted across his stomach. Other reporters mocked the mask, calling it a rat trap, a muzzle, and a birdcage. One sports writer even went so far as to claim that baseball injuries didn't actually happen. Writing for the Portland Telegram, he said, quote, There is a great deal of beastly humbug in contrivances to protect men from things which do not happen. There is about as much sense in putting a lightning rod on a catcher as there is a mask. Despite the public backlash, professional teams recognized the mask's advantages fairly quickly. Some players reached out to Thayer directly to request a mask of their own. The interest convinced Thayer to patent his invention the following year. By that time, the country's leading sporting goods manufacturer, A.G. Spaulding, had already begun selling Thayer's catching mask. In the years to come, the company made several improvements on the design, including additional padding and buckled straps. The only problem was Spaulding didn't have the rights to the mask. As a result, Thayer sued the company for patent infringement in 1883, and Spaulding was ultimately forced to pay him royalties. 
There was some initial hesitation to wear the new gear, as catchers were sometimes taunted by the crowds for hiding behind a mask. But in the end, keeping their faces intact proved more enticing than appeasing a few angry fans. By the late 1880s, the catcher's mask had been widely accepted by players and fans alike, and over time, other forms of protective gear were embraced as well, including shin guards, the chest protector, and the all-important catcher's mitt. As for Thayer's prototype mask, the one James Ting wore in that first game, no one's quite sure what happened to it. Today, there are two masks that are both purported to be the true original. One belongs to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and the other is on display in the reading room of the Harvard Varsity Club. It's unclear which mask is the genuine article, or maybe they're both wrong. In the end, which mask was first is less important than the fact that neither mask was last. Despite a rocky start, the catcher's mask has since become a fundamental piece of equipment, and baseball catchers are all the more handsome for it. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to get in touch by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.